What's good, man? It's your boy, Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, so this is a bit of a uh, an interesting development here. We we don't normally. It's a little different. <laughs> we don't normally do podcasts, a one off like this. But but it just so happens that some of the most important gaming news of probably the last twenty years has has taken place today. Straight up to the point where I was like, I I had to call and wake Dana up on his day off. I'm like, you you got to hear what happened. Dude, I, I, I was so first off, you called me first. I didn't answer because I was like. <sighs> Uh, so I like messaged you on Discord like, "Hey, what's up?" And then you called me again. So I'm like, "All right, I'll answer." And then you like this bombshell, and I'm like, "All right, I'm wide awake now." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty big deal. So Blizzard is no longer going to. Be, oh, I guess Blizzard was already no longer Blizzard. It was Activision Blizzard, but Blizzard yep. and Activision have been acquired by Microsoft for I think it was sixty eight billion dollars. Yeah, Jesus Christ. What does this yep. mean? It's it means quite a bit, and it's it's not just Blizzard and Activision. It's like all the like their other little studios as well, like Harmonix. You know the people that do Guitar Hero. Like the implications for this run super, super, super deep. Uh, and but let's basically just get into it. I I, I just want to say like we, we don't normally do this, but like considering how long we've been talking about uh Blizzard on this podcast, as well as like how big of Blizzard fans we both are. Like, I'm literally wearing a, mm-hmm. a Blizzard BlizzCon shirt right now. You know I'm a big fan. I'm not shirtless burning with the a shirt on. after after the last uh, two months of revelations. We we basically th- this is the most important day for both of us. Uh, more important yeah. than uh, children, etc. I'm curious about your take on it because I I have a very positive take on this whole situation. But let's basically just go into what happened. For what we know, uh, a deal that's going to be finalized in 2023. Uh, Activision was acquired for uh i think it was 67 billion dollars which is close to half of what they were fully worth almost a year ago um they it was bought out at 92 dollars per share which is like significantly higher than what it was and the share price has gone up quite a bit since then yeah uh and and this kind of makes sense in that uh yesterday we were hearing rumors of like even more layoffs or not even rumors confirmed like additional layoffs because of the blizzard controversy and we just thought it was getting worse and worse and worse and then now we learn this news it's probably due to massive restructuring within the organization this has i i don't even know where to start here i i guess let's start with uh your the next step so 2023 that's the date when it's going to be full integration into Xbox. Yep. Big question on everyone's mind is Bobby Kotick. Uh, is he going to stay? Most people say he is. So, so it's been confirmed that he is going to be stepping down in 2023. Uh, can you link me that? I don't remember seeing this. I guess it's expected, but. Yeah, okay. I, I, I read an article saying that he was going to. Well, the thing is, everyone expects him to, which I mean, like, I guess some people are going to be conflating it and saying, oh, he's definitely gone after 2023. Obviously, this comes in the wake of a massive controversy, uh, and most people want Bobby Kotick gone just due to the fact that he's a terrible CEO yeah. and he ran and a Microsoft terrible... has publicly uh, criticized him as well, so. They haven't actually publicly criticized him specifically. I looked into this because I heard this a lot, how Phil Spencer and, and Microsoft specifically publicly criticized Bobby Kotick, but no, they just they really criticized Blizzard and leadership from Blizzard. I don't think they ever named Bobby Kotick in their criticisms, but it's obvious that they did not like the culture within uh, Blizzard, and while they are generally hands-off in the studio acquisitions that they've had in the past, I would be very surprised if they kept the current leadership. I mean, in fact, 
there there's an expect expectation that they've mentioned where uh blizzard is going to resort to team xbox or, or resort blizzard is going to report to team xbox and i mean just looking at the organizational chart there is so much uh, i i guess bloat and redundancy that i assume that they're going to get rid of I, I i assume that heads are going to roll on the blizzard side i'm sure bobby well, Kotick, I, I imagine uh, mostly the dev teams and like day-to-day employees are going to stay it's just going to be a complete restructuring of like the higher uh, ups in the uh, company. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, I, I'm not feeling too bad for them because I'm sure that a lot of these people, first of all, I, I'm sure a lot of these executives, especially Bobby Kotick, have made a lot of money off this deal considering how high the yeah. stock price is going at this point. Oh, and, billions. Yeah, so we, we're talking about people that are, the heads are going to roll, but they're probably going to be very comfortable in their post-Blizzard life. Um, In terms of the actual implications for us gamers, us gamers here, well, there's actually a couple implications. For one, it makes sense this has happened in the light of Sony buying so many uh, studios out, whether it's Bethesda, whatever, um, uh, and other companies have been. Excuse me, other companies that have bought stuff out. Bethesda was bought by Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, have been buying stuff out. It makes sense for Microsoft to start buying companies out because, frankly, Microsoft's first party lineup sucks it's pretty terrible and this is adding so many licenses it's like crash bandicoot diablo um guitar hero uh obviously the blizzard games you're getting uh skylanders spyro tony hawk's pro skater you know like there's an we'll, we'll go through the actual game list of very in, good titles we'll, we'll go in the games list in a second each individual game what the implications are for that but like i i just mean like implications for gamers like how this changes the landscape i think that the decision was right in terms of uh microsoft buying them at this time first of all just due to the fact that like without this like terrible workplace environment culture uh this would have never happened i i know that we've talked about the decline of blizzard and like blizzard not just from the sexual harassment case but um just in general like the quality of the product Product is getting worse and worse for the past decade or so. Yeah. Um. I I never expected like Blizzard to no longer be Blizzard, or at least Activision Blizzard to no longer be Activision Blizzard. Like I absolutely. The only way this is possible was due to the fact that their stock price dropped so low that a hundred forty billion dollar acquisition last year is now a seventy billion dollar acquisition. It could actually be something that they could build up goodwill within Microsoft. Um. The mm-hmm. the whole thing though is that like. It's smart from a Microsoft perspective because uh, if, if you look in the landscape of gaming, like maybe like in 2000, we saw that most of the people who were like the highest revenue makers in the space were all these like actual like software companies like EA, etc. But if you look in 2020, yep. the, the primary source of profit is these platforms. So we're talking about like Microsoft as a platform with Windows yep. and Xbox. And then uh, essentially a platform needs a bunch of stuff on its service like Netflix and by building up their library of AAA studios under them so like Bethesda and now EA uh, not EA uh, Activision Blizzard it, it's just like solidifying Microsoft's attempt to really get that number one spot back I personally don't think that this is like super great in terms of the consumer because I I, I like the fact well, that I mean I think it's great but that's I'll let you go into you but I, I think in general for the landscape for Blizzard fans it's probably great but in general for the landscape it's important that we see competition a healthy competition I'm not going to say that this is Microsoft furthering a monopoly on gaming I don't think there is a monopoly on gaming uh, frankly just due to the fact that like there is so much competition in the space but I think it just represents a dismal 
outlook for the triple a landscape where the entire triple a not not necessarily entire triple a uh like market is under microsoft but entire genres are now within microsoft's domain if you want a competitive first person shooter you are looking at microsoft it's microsoft yep if you want a competitive rts you are now looking at Mar- microsoft like entire genres have been completely monopolized from this microsoft acquisition and, yeah, and then if you like, look, it's the same thing with Sony. If you want story-driven games, it's all all on Sony. So yeah, in, in that regard, I don't like that from from a consumer because you're basically like, I hope Microsoft does something good this year. There's there's no really competition in that space, and they know if they make the next Call of Duty or next Halo, like that's going to be the game that sells. Like they're not they're not gonna necessarily yeah, try absolutely. as hard to beat competition. So my mentality on the whole thing is, I'm thinking as a consumer, what this means to me. The um. CEO of Microsoft, Phil Spencer, has done a lot for goodwill in Microsoft uh, for the past couple of years, you know, increasing the brand knowledge, people um, wanting to go into the Microsoft ecosystem. The biggest thing for me here is um, the implications it has with uh, Microsoft Game Pass, because that's the thing they're trying to push. So if they start putting like these Blizzard games, you know, people are talking about the World of Warcraft subscription being bundled into uh, Xbox Game Pass, which is something they've done with previous um, online games that they've uh, acquired. That would be huge. That would get millions of people playing World of Warcraft, which could revitalize the game. Like, that's huge to me. Having the ability to also, if I'm playing World of Warcraft, to play all these other Xbox games. Because it's not really much about uh, running a profit for Microsoft as much as just getting people in the ecosystem. And I think this is going to give it enough games that people are going to want to be in this ecosystem. I... And forgive me if I'm wrong, because I'm an ignorant uh, World of Warcraft gamer, I guess. I kept I keep saying gamer, and I hate it. I Is there any chance that after this acquisition... I know that they have to make money, and I know that they're going to be doing that through exclusives on the Xbox platform. They they say they're going to maintain a lot of cross-platform, but like have Xbox exclusives in those games. Like I think Call of Duty is the one they said. They're not going to make Call of Duty as a franchise only on Xbox, but they're going to like add only Xbox features. Do you think there's ever a chance... That World of Warcraft gets like free to play on Microsoft devices, not not even through Game Pass, like actually just like trying to incentivize people to use Xbox or Microsoft related products. I mean, there's really no way to tell. Okay, it I, is I kind just of interesting it. though because because at the uh, I believe over the summer they added a uh, controller support for World of Warcraft, which is something they didn't have for years. You had to use all this uh, obtuse third party tools and stuff like that. So I'm just wondering if that has something to do with. Um, leading up to the acquisition of this company or something like that. I I, so. I just think it's like I I don't see that many monthly subscription individual games. Like you're talking about bundling, but like the subscription model for WoW just doesn't really line up with a lot of Microsoft and Xbox's offerings for gaming. So like I, it, it's weird to me that they would continue that service. However, I mean, so it, so, traditionally- t- so typically how it works is you um it would work as you have to still buy the DLC, you have to buy the expansions, but then the subscription would be bundled in with the Game Pass. That was what they. I believe they've done with uh, ESO. Okay. Elder okay. Scrolls Online. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I know Elder Scrolls Online. Come on. Come on. All right. I Overall, I, I think that for Blizzard fans, like this is definitely a great step in, in that direction. I, I think that this has the chance to revitalize WoW. And I think that if they actually add developers to Blizzard from Microsoft's side, then we might actually see like a higher quality product. However, I mean, the thing is, I, I keep reiterating they're generally pretty hands-off with their uh their acquisitions i mean the thing is they spent a lot of money on this so they're probably gonna be less hands-off yeah. than, than most but like i don't i don't think we've seen anything substantial come out of the seven billion dollar bethesda acquisition which is like the the closest thing i guess to this um i 
I do also worry, though, because Microsoft traditionally has led to uh, mediocre output from traditionally, uh, I I guess, like renowned studios. Rare is the one example that everyone talks about how after the Microsoft acquisition, Rare kind of uh, tapered off. Well, uh, how long ago was that, though? That, I mean, that was a really long time ago. However, like, there, maybe, there still I, I feel like maybe the landscape has changed and maybe they've learned quite a bit about how to deal with acquisitions uh, and stuff like that. Because you got to think, like, this is from a, that was from an era when, uh, what was it, Facebook bought Instagram for a billion dollars and everybody was shitting their pants. And now we're talking about $70 billion for a video game company. I think the landscape has changed significantly. I, I guess, but still, like, Microsoft just doesn't have the same, like, Microsoft has goodwill. People like Microsoft, but Microsoft doesn't, like, fall foster the same emotional i guess baggage that like a baggage good and bad uh that that you would see yeah. from blizzard like hypothetically like if I, microsoft made i don't world- think they are ready to deal with how passionate people who love blizzard products or loved uh blizzard products in the past are compared to like how passionate people are against games they're used to being i, I think they're gonna have to take a very specific approach to dealing with the customer base and, of these and games. i think that's partly going to be more hands-off approach i mean like the thing is my my main concern and i know i've i've actually kind of like given up on this but uh, i'm wearing a blizzcon 2019 shirt <laughs> canceled the thing is i bought this blizzcon <laughs> 2019 shirt i'm not sure if you're canceling blizzcon or me because i'm wearing the shirt i'm confused Both. but it's okay yeah okay I, everyone's getting canceled um i bought the shirt knowing that this was going to be a special blizzcon i, I just, at, at the time Everyone was thinking about the Hong Kong drama, which, I mean, like, yeah. looking back, was so small in comparison to the, the events that have taken place. But I kind of joked that, like, oh, maybe this is going to be the last BlizzCon because of the Hong Kong drama. And then as things got worse and worse, and obviously the pandemic allowed them to uh, delay BlizzCon indefinitely, I thought they were going to use that excuse, given the lack of goodwill and the fact that the event runs at a loss, to cancel BlizzCon altogether. But, I mean, I always had that little flicker of uh, of hope that they would of bring hope. it back. Because at the end of the day, people really like BlizzCon. But now that BlizzCon is, uh, is going to be something managed under Microsoft, I'm really worried about the future. Just due to the fact that, like, unlike MineCon and QuakeCon, which are the other two conventions by Microsoft acquisitions, I'm pretty sure those run at a profit. BlizzCon, as far as I could tell, ran at a pretty big loss for the company, and they only did it out of goodwill. That doesn't necessarily, like, I if, if Microsoft doesn't necessarily have a connection, and, like, maybe they see the uh the event as a way to like foster the again rabid fan base that you're saying microsoft may not be equipped to handle that's that's something i didn't even consider like i said they're um not going to consider the feelings of blizzard fans and just might write off the blizzcon is just something that's not worth it yeah yeah so i i'm just worried because because they they may they obviously understand the value of blizzcon they're they're business executives however i feel like under the momentum of Blizzard, they kind of like no question had to do a BlizzCon year after year, or else they would like yeah. get a lot of outrage. It would, this, it would, it would be so bad if they didn't. Yeah. This year, I, I guess Microsoft has the chance to reevaluate and say like, "Hey, we with the restructuring, we're not sure if BlizzCon really fits into the new Blizzard Entertainment." And then I'm gonna get sad. Except honestly, honestly, I would attend a Microsoft Con, even though that sounds terrible. I think they would they would they would put on a good show. They have the money. They they would. Well, yeah, you know, it it would be pretty solid, but then there'd be like the little, you know, throwaway section in the corner with like Warcraft, Hearthstone, and Diablo. Yeah, the the thing is, like, uh, going to BlizzCon, you you meet some of the most passionate individuals on the planet for Blizzard games. Like, I I can't see a... Even though Microsoft has a lot of, like, like, hypothetically, they had, like, a Halo Con, you'd have some really big (laughs) Halo fanboys. Well, that... 
that's what I mean when I say that Blizzard fan people are like an entirely different breed about how passionate and how much we love love these games, even though we've been kind of downtrodden for the past couple of years. I mean, uh, it's definitely something they have to take it uh, in an account. Microsoft's really good at sleek, but very corporate. And I feel like that's what BlizzCon exactly. ran by Microsoft would be like, or if they had MicroCon or uh, Mic- yeah, MicroCon, that's, I guess that works. I would still go because I have been itching for a BlizzCon or BlizzCon replacement, sadly. But, I mean, obviously, I would also be safe. I'm not going to just, like, maskless uh, breathe into people's faces. Let's There's move on. kind of glossed over, though. Um, we didn't really talk about the acquisition of King in the mobile division. Like, Candy Crush, like, is, like, arguably larger than some of the other games we've even talked about. Like, yeah, I, I think... a huge portion of the mobile market. I think this is probably the best time to just go, like, I guess down the list of every single Activision Blizzard property and see how how it actually is affected by this uh <laughs> this acquisition. So, I, I know you sent me a link. A lot of these make absolutely zero impact, so we're going to be able to skip a bunch, but Blur, I have no idea what that is. Caesar, I have no idea what that is. Call of Duty, kind of a big deal. We mentioned that there's now a monopoly on first-person competitive shooters from Microsoft. Um that is insane. I personally don't care about Call of Duty, but I know that, like, now Call of, Call of Duty and, and Halo was the biggest rivalry in, like, gaming growing up for me, and now I can't believe that yep. they're owned by the same company. That's That seems like a... It shouldn't be allowed. Candy Crush? I, I don't really see that many uh mic- Microsoft or Xbox mobile games. You're saying that this is their way to really break in, and by break in, aka, like, the most popular mobile game of all time... Uh, well, yeah, like this is probably like half the reason they want the acquisition is just fucking Candy Crush. Like that alone is probably worth it. I don't know if it means more mobile games from Microsoft. I don't even know what Microsoft is doing in the mobile space right now because obviously I don't have any idea either. Uh, they, they obviously tried their own Windows experience. However, uh, I I feel like they're pretty salty on on mobile anything right now. I I haven't seen any like big news in the in the mobile space from Microsoft in a while. So I could probably move on at this point instead of saying the same thing over and over again. Crash Bandicoot. Now, that's pretty crazy, right? That's a big one to me, and I think uh, that game... Well, they just came out with the the new one. Was that two years ago? And it ended up being pretty good. Well, it was just uh, the remake, right? See, no, they did a, it was a brand new game. Oh, really? Okay. I, yeah. They, what was the remake they, Crash they did? Crash 4. They, they well, also they, did a remake, they did the, right? the, they did, Was it the Insane yeah. Trilogy or whatever? I, they came out with that, but then they, they came out with Crash 4, and it's actually super sick. I mean, I just see those coming to Xbox, which is like... Uh, that was that was like... I remember Sony fanboys were like really bragging about like that being on... on uh, Sony as an exclusive is like oh goddamn it! I, a- I just th- I just think that um like Game Pass type shit is like the future of gaming personally. Yeah, I I, I think we have we have a little bit more in the platform space uh after this, but I I agree with you there. I I think it's just funny that Crash Bandicoot was like often uh railed as like one of the <laughs> like, reasons yeah, it's like to the get Sony. Yeah, yeah, and, and now it's the Sony thing. Now it's on Xbox, now it's owned by Microsoft. Uh, Diablo, I Diablo Four is obviously in development. I've played it. I'm the only one who's ever going to play it, and I liked it. So I you said you've played Diablo Immortal. I have played Diablo Immortal and Diablo Four. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, last time I thought it was just Immortal. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, they're good. Uh, I what what are your thoughts, Diablo? Nothing. Uh, I mean, it, it is it is what it is. I mean, Diablo. Um, it's one of the most beloved games of all time. It's going to be on Microsoft. I don't know how it's going to change. Like to, to be f- honest, like we really can't say much about a lot of these things because it, it literally happened like six hours ago, and it's not going to be done until twenty twenty three. So, all right, let's skip like a billion of these and just go into to 
things that are that are interesting. Well, yeah, so, it's like guitar, guitar, D- hero, DJ and guitar, he- DJ hero and guitar hero. I remember Xbox 360 like playing. A l- I mean, the thing is, Rock Band's kind of taken over, so I don't think those are super big properties at this point. Underrated property, Geometry Wars. I I have I often found that like Geometry Wars was was hailed as like the Xbox Live arcade game to get, and like I'm pretty sure it was Xbox Live exclusive. I could see them doing something with Ge- Geometry Wars in the future, but nothing too crazy. Hearthstone, yeah. Yeah, I can see them bringing back Here's the Storm. Uh, I, Here's the Storm is f- free to play at this point, well, right? So, it, it, so here's the thing. Uh, I think we uh, tangentially discussed uh, Overwatch Two, like actually going to be coming out because Microsoft has a huge point uh, in their business model to deal with like esports and stuff like that. And I think this might revitalize a lot of these dead uh, esports games that you know blizzard tried to railroad um yeah and and so the fact that like gonna pour money into them yeah uh honestly like microsoft for as much money they put into esports have kind of failed uh specifically with um uh halo like no one cared about like the million dollar halo cup or whatever it was like basically a high school gymnasium and like there were four people do you remember that picture no i didn't see that one yeah, you never you never seen this <laughs> There is this is literally a million dollar prize. Oh no, Halo Fest. They they've done so bad at, at fostering like an esports uh, lineup, and like they finally have some games that are competitive. They're probably going to try to really push those, especially Overwatch, uh, Hearthstone. Honestly, I could see them doing a, a decent amount because like Hearthstone is one of the biggest yeah. bang for your buck sort sort of games. Yeah, I mean, and, and at the same time, Hearthstone still has a decent amount of people who watch it. Like you watch any Crip stream, he still gets like eight K views like of playing Hearthstone. I think people want to play these games. Just a lot of the time, they're just feel like disincentivized to. And I think they revitalize a lot of these IPs to make them more interesting or add more stuff to them. Like you I mean, definitely I, see a comeback of like these games. I, comeback of Heroes of the Storm, I definitely think so because uh, they want to basically break into that. Uh, Heroes of the Storm is basically a league. Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna want to break. Like, into that I, market. I know people that's I know people that still play it because they think it's a lot of fun. I mean that, and like they're probably it, let's be honest, they're probably gonna revitalize StarCraft if they're gonna do anything. Um, and that's the uh, that's that's the big hope. Yeah, and I mean besides that, Spyro. Really, I guess Tony Hawk. They're just gonna keep making more Tony Hawk Tony remakes. Hawk hopefully. Cool. Uh, t- uh, Tenchu, the Legacy Games, I guess that means they just remake the old ones. I guess they can't really make new ones. I don't know who owns the IP for it. Like, Quest for Glory is kind of cool. Like, some of the more, uh, like, point-and-click type adventures. Like, the biggest thing is all the studios they've acquired. Are you familiar with, like, what studios they've acquired? Well, I, I thought it's just King, Activision, Blizzard. No, 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 no. So that that's under Activision Blizzard. Under Activision, they acquired Beanox, Demon War, Digital Legends Entertainment, High Moon Studios, Infinity Ward, Raven Studios, Sledgehammer Games, Solid State, Toys for Bob, Treyarch, like a whole, whole bunch of studios. That's why I was referring to earlier um, with Sony acquiring so many different gaming studios that Microsoft is kind of doing the same thing to strengthen their uh, lineup. We talked about the big guns. I don't think we really have uh, too much else to talk about now. I The only one thing I want to say, speaking of platforms, a lot of people are like uh, basically framing this as like this is Microsoft trying to compete in the metaverse. And I think that's the most insane take ever. I think that like, yes, the I don't metaverse know the first been, fucking thing about the metaverse, to be honest. You're basically just using Second Life to load up your game. That's that's the best way to, to describe it, stupid. I guess. I the, the thing is like, the metaverse is the new buzzword. Yes, there there's probably going to be some sort of like second life clone, especially spearheaded by Facebook, that is going to gain some sort of popularity. The thing I just want to note is that yes, 
you could probably have a metaverse launcher for these games in the metaverse to have. I don't. I keep saying metaverse, and it just sounds like. Can a, uh, I have a fake furry out of our of Avatar with a giant penis in the metaverse? Isn't that like a donkey video? But uh, I I just want to say it's not the metaverse. These are just games that people play and games that are important to a lot of people, and that's what they're buying right now. They're not buying a ticket to number one in the metaverse. That's insane. <sighs> anyway. I think that's about all I have. Do you have anything else before we sign off this special episode? Uh, No, just for me, I think this is overall positive for people who are fans of Blizzard. I think this is going to hopefully see a bunch of positive change. I'm going to see a change up in the hierarchy of higher-ups in the company. And we'll just have to see how this unfolds over the next couple days or weeks or months or even the next year. We're almost definitely not done talking about this. Probably like an update every week for the next year Jesus Christ. Well, I already have my own like little blizzard section every fucking time. So yeah. I, I, th- way, I thought we were just going to talk about more layoffs. This is a pretty big, uh, pretty big news, you know? Yeah, yeah that's all we we're going to talk about for this <laughs> fucking layoffs. I'm eating Skittles, man. That's a Skittles update. See you all next week. See you all Monday. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>